0: you're listening to the hockey podcast network new shows every day find us at the hockey podcast network.com or wherever you get your podcasts from
1: hockey fans if you'd like a copy of my new book tales with tr fights film and folklore head on over to BlankerPress.com. If you'd like a personalized copy for $25 plus shipping, email me at terryryan2020 at gmail.com. That's terryryan2020 at gmail.com. Gentlemen, boys, and girls, welcome to episode 125A, Tales with TR. I'm your host, Terry Ryan Jr. Hmm. Good to be with everybody again. I tell you this did I ever have an eventful few days? Um, thanks to everybody in Pittsburgh, not only with Spit and Chicklets, but. Uh, at the Hotel Indigo, at the Carnegie Hall, and at the Penguins game. I, uh, I tried to thank who I could down there, but it was a bit of a whirlwind. And I honestly... My buddies have asked me the last couple of days how it went. Uh, honestly, I it was mesmerizing. It was more intense than I ever would have thought. We had basically nothing planned. I'm not saying that the guys from Chicklets, the good people at Spitting Chicklets, don't know what they're doing because they do. We knew what the setup was going to be. We knew where we would all sit. We knew the order we were going out. But other than that, we didn't plan anything. I, in fact... Um, you know, because, well, first of all, we didn't really want to be scripted. For those that don't know what I'm talking about, Chicklets, spitting Chicklets, I'm sure it's, it's gotta be a 95% crossover on my podcast. But just in case it's not, you know, it's a, it's the biggest hockey podcast in the world. I've been lucky enough to have been featured on there a few times. I'm part of their world when they go to do the Chicklets, uh, Cup. And, um, you know, they're quite frankly, don't have to include me in these events, but they do, I've gone on their show and, I suppose there's been a positive response more than negative. There's a lot of Newfoundlanders out there, I guess, a lot of Habs fans, some people that might have read my book. Um, if there's one advantage I've often said to be in a suitcase and playing all over North America, it's that when it comes to things like public speaking or selling books or, or, or just any kind of awareness that you want put out there in the universe, Uh you know it's a lot easier when you've been to these places and you've got friends and you got a big reach out so but i i didn't really expect again pittsburgh's not far from toronto even it's only a few hours right so in my in my perspective in newfoundland if we go on any kind of drive grand falls windsor's in the middle of newfoundland i go there quite frequently that's three and a half hours corner brook i go there quite frequently That's six, seven hours away. Deer Lake, around where Darren Langdon's from. Those hockey fans out there. Uh, Old school guys love the fighting. Darren Langdon's one of the toughest ever. Lives on the west coast of Newfoundland. So, you know, for me, that's a short drive. Three, four hours. And, you know, you're in Toronto. That's Toronto to Pittsburgh. But then, you know, you've got... God, it's the eastern seaboard. I don't know. Everywhere... you know, I've read the, the American Hockey League where I played a lot in the minors, you know, and, and got a lot of friends who've been back and visited and, um, you know, it's a lot of places. I mean, I played for Hershey in Pennsylvania. Again, not, if you look at the stats, it's not like I'm going to be in the Hall of Fame, but I got a lot of friends there. Um, I stayed in touch. You know, I'm one of those people that traveled all over. I used to love the booster clubs wherever I went. And, Generally, even if I just played a few games, I think I played eight games in Hershey's all, um in the 2001 season. Uh, I opted that year to go back to Colorado Springs uh, for a few reasons I don't need to get into, but I, I, I enjoyed the place, Hershey itself. It was an honor to play for such a, a team with such tradition. But anyway, you know, so same sort of thing. You know, I played lots of games in Wilkes-Barre and, oh God, the American Hockey League when I played in it, it was barely anything out west. Philadelphia, Worcester, Lowell, Albany, right? These are the teams that, um, and, you know, we had, Fredericton was, was where I played my most of my time in the AHL. Played in St. John's one year. You know, and there was, uh, it was basically all along the eastern seaboard. That's why we would play some exhibition games in Montreal. And then uh, we'd often have, like, Three and three, maybe Friday, Saturday in Montreal, Sunday in Philadelphia, and then home to Freddie. Anyway, the point is I had lots of people in the area that came that I hadn't seen in a long time. On top of that, there was all kinds of, uh, you know, Chicklets fans, obviously. I mean, they were going mad, but there was a lot of people there at Shorzy and a lot of people that listen to this podcast. Again, I'm always fascinated. I'm very, very, very grateful. People don't realize how grateful I am to be able to flip open my computer like this in the morning. I just dropped my, my girl off at school, get to get a coffee, come back here, look at the hockey highlights and flip open my computer. And I'm, uh, I still honestly don't understand it all. But, but uh, I, I really, really appreciate people tuning into this and to see them live down there, you know, and, and, and I, don't, I don't just mean at the event, uh, the, the night before we went, it was a little meet and greet at a restaurant there. I forget the name. And uh, we went to the game, which was in- in- incredible. And so there's a lot to unpack. So I'll start with the fans, okay? It was fucking incredible. And everywhere we went, okay, not just at the event, but it was people really, really excited, you know, to see us and, and smiling and-, and happy. And I got to say it, people from... It's the only thing right now that I'm involved in, being Shorzy. Two things, Shorzy and Chicklets. Okay, that are almost what's the word? Apolitical, maybe? Like with with such a politically charged universe that we lived in, and I don't just mean the United States or any specific. I mean it is, of course, politically charged in the United States. There's a lot happening now, but I just mean in general. It's almost like politics and left versus right has taken over a lot of the avenues of i don't know like a lot of my social avenues that never it never would come up ever and now it comes up a lot whether you're into you know you're democrat republican liberal conservative it's not really my concern right now i uh i just know that it's at a time like this, it's just fucking amazing to see a bunch of people come together that don't give a shit either way. And, you know, I I know this because politics came up a little bit. Like, it was very light. And there was people on completely both sides of the fence that were down there drinking with each other, having a bit of fun, having a bite, sharing hockey stories. And it it, it almost, it took me back. Like, I I didn't expect that. I don't know what I expected. I've been at Chicklet's events, right? But The ones I've been at, the Chicklets Cup is awesome that all those people come and, you know, they're, they're, uh, they support the event and they seem to be big Chicklets fans and it's awesome. But again, they're there to play hockey. They might follow the show. There might be some super fans. There might be some people that lightly know what it is and are kind of interested. And there's some people that never heard of Chicklets before, but their buddies did and they took them to the event. But this, this was, A couple of paid events, people are there to come see us and stories and and, and laughter and, you know, hockey was the vehicle, but it just went beyond hockey. And so many people brought that up. They're like, you know, we love this because no one's judging you on what your political opinions are. We're just here because we love the game. And, you know, it was it was fucking awesome. So so thanks there. Okay, now now we're going to break this down. That's what I'll do for today's podcast. And uh, and we'll have Ryan Power in a couple days. My guest I was supposed to have last weekend, although a lot of you haven't heard of him. Uh, he's an interesting guy that does a lot of good for a lot of the kids around here, including Alex Newhook, who just brought us home. A fucking Stanley Cup. So I can't wait to have Ryan Power on, and you won't be disappointed now. That'll be 125B in a couple days. So anyway, we get down there. I land... I get into the hotel probably. It's it's funny because I took, like I was about to jump in a cab and there was a, 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 an airport shuttle or the airport shuttle was a bus. It was part of the public transport system that just came across in front of the airport. $2.75 going right to where I wanted to go. So I said, fuck that. I'll, I'll just jump in the bus. I'm not above public transportation. I don't know why more people don't use it. I mean, um, the Chickens guys were nice enough to, you know, they're, Keep the receipt, they said. You know, we got it. So I could have gotten the fucking taxi limo. But I I don't know. I really do. I I think I get that from senior. I don't mind being on a a public bus, especially a lot of people coming from the airport with stories to tell where they're coming from. And it's great because there was four people on the bus that were coming to our event. So it was actually awesome. One guy bought a couple of books from me. uh, So it, it worked out. Anyway, so we get down and I'm assuming Again, when I looked at Google Maps on the airport, it looked like the hotel I was going to was right downtown, but I hadn't zoomed in. So, and I knew where the bus was going. I know Pittsburgh a little bit from being there over the years now. I, not the names of streets, so to speak, but I know where to go. Like, if I look at it, I, I know I can find my way around. So, and downtown, there's this one street, Forbes Street, and I kind of know where that kind of takes you out of town on the river. So when I get down there I realize the hotel I'm staying at is a couple of miles it's actually 2.8 miles down the, down the road but it's a beautiful day it's like you know it's 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 a beautiful day it's it's I've got what do I got joggers on hoodie and uh I was probably 17, 18 degrees Celsius. What would that be? I don't know, 60, 65, I think, around there. And I said, you know, it's sunny. And I was on my own. I didn't have to meet the guys for a few hours. I'm like, what am I going to do anyway? So I just tossed on a podcast and went for a walk. So, and there's construction going on. And there was like a huge highway I had to cross. It was a bit of a rush. But but so it took me about, I, I don't know, an hour, hour and a half to get out there it was uh, three miles so that was a bit of a mishap but still it was a nice walk I get there I go up to the hotel biz texts me I thought the boys were waiting for me he said no no I'm just getting it off the plane as well so I'll see you at five o'clock so perfect I got a little bit of time so I get showered toss on listen to a couple more podcasts and uh, this one was Brad Harris highly recommend this Brad Harris how it began or context look into it if you're a history fan um, they're uh, they're just uh, fantastic, phenomenal, my favorite history, podcasts I've ever listened to, this is my third or fourth listening through, and I listen to a lot, so the ultimate compliment, the best online audio teacher that I've ever had, you want to call him a teacher information giver, podcaster, is Brad Harris how it began, check into it, anyway, and context so I'm listening to that great episode. I'm uh, having a shower. I get ready. I've got, I don't have a luggage. I just, so I crumpled up my, my uh, suit jacket, sports jacket, and I had a couple of t-shirts, one pair of jeans, cowboy boots. I pack minimal, but still my backpack's full. So I'm all good. Iron my stuff. I haven't, I hadn't ironed anything in about 10 years. Usually I just turn on a shower wherever I am and hang my just waste water. Put, put the put the fucking shower on hot, as hot as it can go, and hang whatever needs to be ironed from the shower curtain area and just wait for the wrinkles to fall out. Just complete waste of resources. So anyway, break out the iron. I'm all good. So finally, Biz is waiting for me downstairs. I slap some lotion on my face and... Um, head downstairs. Now I realize as I'm about to step on, you step into the cab with the boys and go to the event. Um, I've put conditioner on my face. Someone must have done that before because that's probably the 10th time that I've done it in my life. Has It's been a while. But anyway, I got to go up because now I'm I'm feeling it. I, I realize it because of my face. I mean, I put the lotion on there because I have dry skin, especially this time of year. But now it's like now it's like caked on it literally looks like i someone i i, I don't know it, it, yeah it, it looks exactly like what it is it looks like i lathered up my face with soap and i didn't fucking wash it off so i go upstairs i try to wash my face not working I so i got to get a completely other shower half hour goes by anyway i get to the event late but it's a bit of fun so we get there and it's a meet and greet right so we got our own little bar area and then there's a lot of fans out there and Again, there's a huge crossover. So as soon as I walk in, some people are like, letting, "You know, hey, is it really ten inches?" You know, so I know they're Shortsy fans. So, yeah, go over here. I'll meet you guys here in a second. Then there's a couple of Newfoundlanders there that are going down to uh, going to school in in Pittsburgh um, that are involved in the. I didn't ask, but the, the ones I I ran into told me that they were in the they were going to. There's a lot of like. Nursing school, you can go to med school there. There's a lot of med, it's not just med school. There's a lot of, it's Grand Central Station for a lot of things in the medical world, okay? So a lot goes on in the hospital medical industry. So the people I met from Newfoundland were down there going to school. I don't think necessarily to be doctors, but they were involved in the industry summit. Should have gotten an answer, but at this point, we were probably three beers and three or four Pink Whitney's in, shooters. So it was great. And then, you know, and, but what I saw, all these people, I mean, there was adulation, like biz coming in and, and Ryan Malone is fucking awesome to meet him. I, I met him and I, I heard I'd get along with him. A lot of people have pointed us in our the same direction for years, told me if I ever met him that it would go over well in everybody else's opinion. And it certainly did. He's a down-to-earth guy. We've lived a very, very similar life. And he's more way way, way deeper than I thought. a real interesting cat with a huge like a perspective on life that blew me away. Uh, and Ryan had yeah you know what well, he's like me. I mean you know you he's he, he enjoyed his life. okay, he really did. Uh, to the fullest, I don't you know he had an unreal hockey career off the ice was an absolute legend. and at this particular point, is making a bit of a change. Uh, he hasn't had a drink in a long time. I believe he's, uh, it, it, it might be re- religiously motivated. I mean that in a good way. I, I don't want to say he's found God. I don't want to put words in his mouth, but I I, I believe that's what happened. And um, and it's funny because we had some great chats and, uh, you know, again, I, I don't go the religious path. I don't, I, I don't, stick to any one religion. I just don't. I think we're all connected. I don't want to get into the spirituality of it. I I do. I am spiritual. I I often you know, I wonder like everybody else. I'm not what you would call atheist in that there is no fucking God, but you know, I don't think there's one person making decisions. I think Jesus was a great prophet. I don't think he was the son of God. I don't think Noah's Ark happened. I don't think two of everything got onto an ark. I just, and on and on and on. But The lessons in the Bible that Jesus teaches, and not just Jesus, but a lot of the lessons that are underlying in the parables and everything else, like the Old Testament. I think the Old Testament is just all nonsense, but the stories make sense. So it was interesting speaking to him. And even though I haven't quit drinking, I've slowed down a lot. You would never see it from the way I act on stage, but, you know, that's partly playing a character. Um, Anyway, it was very, very interesting. Because a long time ago, I probably wouldn't have, I would have said, oh, that's nice, you know, that you've turned over a new leaf and gone the other way. You know, respected him, but not really been interested. But really, you know, we're because we're at the same point in our lives, I'm a few years older than Ryan, you know, we were hockey players, we certainly love to take advantage of a good situation. We party, but we're not necessarily addicts. Uh, our friend, we're decent leaders in a dressing room, even down to the way we play. I mean, he's a forward that shoots left a lot bigger than I am, but played that Power forward game. So did I. Uh, you know, drop the mitts when necessary. So we we just had a lot in common, and it was funny because as he was telling me his perspective, almost everything I completely agree with. Um, and some some things I even struggle with, like you know, like drinking. Like I often wonder, I'm like, is drinking itself bad? People like, because everybody that says, well, you know, I'm off the bottle, and well, that's great, and and you assume that the reason they're off the bottle is because they're an addict and it was doing bad things for them. Right. But if I was to have so which makes sense, but I think we've lost the conversation of, you know, but what is I mean, in Jesus teachings, you go to church and you drink, you know, which I don't believe either. But, you you know, his this is my body, which will be given up for you. Right. And then you eat the bread and it's supposed to be his body. And, you know, this is my blood and you drink the wine in Catholic school anyway, Catholic church. And, you know, this is my blood, which has been given up for you and yada, yada, yada. And you do it. I mean, I went through Catholic school. I've been Catholic my whole life. My daughter was baptized here, right? It's not like I'm fucking anti-God or atheist. It's really not. I just don't believe that one religion is right and the other 3,000 are wrong. You know, like, because there's that many religions out there. Now, I think higher power, maybe uh, energy, we could be talking about the same thing anyway when I was talking to Ryan and we broke it down I mean because I wanted to meet him anyway but I ended up hanging with him the whole time and on the final week with the final night I was fascinated we had a great time I'm getting ahead of myself but anyway that so at this event is when I met Ryan and we started chatting and the point was we had a I and the Chicklets guys had a bunch that night we went to the Penguins game but the next night uh, you know I ended up shot shotgun a beer when I came out on stage but other than that, and when I was drinking on stage, Ryan and I went and had a meal afterwards. We didn't chase the party. I was that fascinated with, with you know, how, uh, what's the word? Well-spoken of a young man he was. Uh, and I don't care what inspires you to change. I really do think we were talking about the same sort of thing um, when it comes to his religious views and my views. Mine are more Buddhist, okay? It, I just picked up. Buddhism for dummies because I don't really understand. But what I do know about Buddhism is that it seems to be we're all connected, everything's connected. Uh, I I I don't know Buddha's role. I don't look at Buddha like a god either, and I don't believe it's the same sort of thing. But I just started reading it. But anyway, you know what I'm saying, right? There's spirituality. There's there's positive energy. Like Penny Lane says, our two commandments are all you need is love from the Beatles Bible, and r- literally right from the Bible, do unto others as you want done unto yourself. Now, if you got all all you need is love, and do unto others like you want done unto yourself. I think you've covered the bases there, right? And then, like I said, 90% of the Bible, I agree with. I just don't believe the, the stuff I've already said, okay? So, let's just say that the teachings and the positive energy, I think most good people good-hearted people compassionate people share right it's compassion it's empathy for others it's it's all you need is love like i said so anyway anyway i'll move on but bugsy if you're listening thanks well he's going to be on the podcast at some point so you'll hear his perspective and i don't want to put words in his mouth so i'll stop there but it was a fascinating fascinating weekend meeting ryan that's probably the biggest thing i took from it um Outside of the checklist stuff. So anyway, I'll go on. So we're at the event. And there's some fans there. I forgot my weed. So they say, Terry, come on outside. And they've heard this podcast. So they know exactly, you know, why I smoke it, when I smoke it. And there was some writers out there, right? Going to school in Pittsburgh that uh, were taking creative writing. And we had a great fucking conversation. And again, I could do a whole podcast on a lot of specific things I'm talking about today and I'm rambling a lot, but you know, just to reiterate anybody out there that I think now most weed is accepted with an open mind, but I talked to some creative writers and they said exactly what I said. So, you know what, Terry, like we're really anxious. That's why we like writing. And you know, when, when we heard you speaking, it was, it, it you know, it, it really hit home and there, we realized that there's people out there like us. And, you know, it was a little group of, I don't know University of Pittsburgh, Penn State, wherever they went, and you know we shared a joint and spoke about the uh, benefits of marijuana when it came to writing, and that was an awesome conversation. So already I've had like two or three conversations that I never expected to have at a Chick have at a Chicklets event, and we're only about, you know, it. it I'm, I'm three hours into even being in Pittsburgh, four hours into being in Pittsburgh. So now, the van pulls up. I don't even realize if we are going to the game because Grinelli, uh, the legend of Mike Grinnell, uh, great producer, great guy. And uh, again, thanks for inviting me. But anyway, so he pulls up in the van and says, hey, T-Bone, jump in. We're going to the game. So we get in, and the main checklist guys, that are at the event that you saw, without going through each each one, but the only one on stage with us that didn't come to the game was Brian Burke, and I'm sure he was already there for obvious reasons, Right. But we just didn't see him. So there was that crowd, right? Me, Bugsy, Merles, Biz, Grinelli, and the production crew. And uh, who are all fucking awesome guys. So, and Witter, and Witter, obviously. Uh, R.A. can't make it. He's got a sciatic nerve problem, I guess, so it was a bummer not to see R.A., but still the trip was awesome. So, we don't even have a plan. And Grinelli's going, well, I got a few tickets. I don't have all of them, and so we were just going, fuck it, let's just go to the rink. So we go to the rink. We walk in like the side entrance, wherever it was. Now, the boys had played there. They hadn't played in the new arena. They were over in, I think they called it Mellon Arena, maybe. Back when they played. But the last time, like Witter played in Pittsburgh, but he told me he hadn't been there in 12 years, like in that capacity, it, you know, to go into a rink, go to a game. So, and Biz was the same. Merles played there. I, I, I didn't realize. I'm like, so God, this kind of should have been the first stop we ever made, if you think about it lots of connections to Pittsburgh, but anyway, we get to the game and we just walk in and we go up to our box, which again, I don't even know. I don't know where I'm going to be sitting. You could have told me that I didn't have tickets to the game and I wouldn't have been upset because I didn't, you know, it's all bonus. So we get in and now I know that we might be going and I really want to meet Crosby, but I can't, I'm not even thinking like that's possible. I when, when I said that on the way down, I didn't think it had actually happened at the game. I thought maybe it'd be at the event because we played Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And they said that maybe we'd meet Crosby. If if it was at the game, I figured, you know, maybe walk through it. I, I, I don't know what I was thinking. I, I I wasn't expecting really, really to go into the dressing room after the game. But then again, I'm getting ahead of myself. So anyway, we get in, we get up to the box. So... And again, just to get up there and all the people and the, you know, the positive comments and, uh, you know, just to be in an NHL hockey arena like Pittsburgh with such a history of, of, of winning. And, and, you know, we're, we're not just celebrating chicklets, we're celebrating the game. And, and I'm quickly realizing Shorzy and my podcast, because wherever I go, people are bringing those things up. So when we get up to the box, the people that, you know, the media group at the team, with the team come on over and they say, okay, guys, we're going to bring a, a mic up and do a little feature during a commercial break. And so we're like perfect. I mean I'm not it's going in one end or out the other because I know I'm not gonna be the one to speak. It's probably gonna be Biz and Witter, which exactly. So Granelli's like, You guys go. So in our box, we put Biz and Witter like right in the in, 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 you know, they were the ones in the seats occupying like watching the game. We were back a little bit. Grinnelli looked at me and he said, How about you, me? And I think it was Merle's maybe uh rhyme alone we'll we'll sit behind them and we'll cheers and we'll drink from big deal brew which is uh the, the big deal brewery big deal drink big deal beer whatever the fuck is what they hold on now let's see what the actual it's big deal there it is big deal brewing golden ale from labat okay there you go so i just call it big deal beer but anyway so they were promoting that as well, which fucking is awesome. You know, they settled. Of course that it is good. I knew it would be. A bunch of guys that I drink beers with came up with a beer, you know, so it's going to taste pretty good. Um, I could break that down, too. That was a whole experience. I mean, that was a big part of the weekend was was the release of that beer in, uh, in Pittsburgh and Pennsylvania. But anyway, so that's happening. So the people, the media that come over figure – that we've got something we want to say. They're like, we'll let you promote spin chicklets, whatever it is, right? So again, I'm just looking at Grinelli, trying to time it right when the camera goes on. Cheers, big deal brewing, uh, logo out, drink, right? Everybody see it. But Biz grabs the mic and there's a silence. You know, usually there's even music on low or there's some game going on in the background. But when Biz starts speaking, the place goes silent. Everybody's looking up. There's no sound effects, no music on the jumbotron nothing just the camera on us by us i mean mostly biz and witter we're in the background and the media lady's there she's like oh so spitting chickens in town how are you guys doing all are you here for and biz grabs the mic he doesn't even think about the question and he looks and starts calling out crosby and i'm going fuck this is wild like i don't i'm not sure what the media the other media must think like you know like to be able to just do that. I was looking at it going, the fucking power of the machine that is spitting chiclets. The creativity, first of all, of Biz and Witter, to be able to know how to tread that line without going over, they are brilliant at it. Biz Nasty has a gift from fucking God for from doing that. I'm convinced. The first few, few times I met him, I thought Biz... What was the word? Just from what I saw, I thought he may, might be a bit a bit childish when I met him, or, you know, like just... Gonna go off the rails at any point, like you know, get kicked out of a place or do something stupid, get arrested. But no, he knows exactly what's going on. He's dumb like a fox. He fucking thinks on his feet. He's witty, and when I saw that, he's also he also commands a presence like a captain, like like Jean Beliveau. Although, and people go Jean Beliveau, biz nasty. Come on, get out of here. I mean, in in the. I don't mean in the, the, the way they handle themselves, quite frankly, although they are leaders, but I mean the commanding presence in a room. Bellevaux did it without speaking much, but Biz takes over a room when he walks into it, even when he doesn't have to act like the character Biz Nasty that you see coming out on stage at Chicklets. I mean, that's part of all of us. But deep down, Biz knows what's going on. He's a brilliant businessman. I'm convinced, and I'm one... If, if I... Honestly, I'm leaning towards um, marketing genius. After I've done. I, honestly, people might laugh, man, but uh, I've seen enough to know that he's at least one of the most supremely talented individuals with fantastic instincts in the business that I've ever seen. You might not, you might disagree with Spittin' Chicklets and some of the things they say, but there's no denying it's a machine. There's no denying that it's come a long way in a very, very, very short time. And there's no denying the energy in a building full of Checklitz fans.
0: Hockey fans, it's finally time to hit the ice again. And thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you're in for the season of a lifetime. New customers can bet $5 on any team and get $200 in free bets if they win. Do you think that Chesterkin's the favorite to win the Vesna? I don't know. I like the plus 500 on Andre Vasilevsky. There's also a Battle of Alberta coming up next weekend. How many points does Connor McDavid end up with? Who gets the win? What's the final score? These are all things you can bet on at DraftKings Sportsbook. If that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts for the same game parlays. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code THPN, bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game, and get $200 in free bets if they do. That's code THPN, as in the Hockey Podcast Network, at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details.
1: So, anyway. Biz takes the mic and starts chirping at Crosby. Then the the camera goes down to Crosby, and he's kind of giggling. You can see him moving his mouth, and he's looking up at the jumbotron, and then Witter grabs the mic. And both of them sit there and rip Crosby like they're in the dressing room with him in 2007, and there's nobody else there. It was an absolute flex that I, I don't think anybody really saw coming other than those guys, and it said so much without saying it. Like again, to me, I'm like, but guys, I looked around, I go, guys, we're in a building here somewhere here. And I looked up are a bunch of people that have covered the penguins for like 10 and 20 and 30 years. And they would never dream of doing that, nor would anybody ever let them. And we're just coming And Not only that, we were walking around with beers, right? And then two or three times, even downstairs earlier, it's like no media allowed beyond here, air. And we're just walking through drinking while we're doing it. And no one's saying anything. And I'm going, fuck. But again, because that's part of treading the line. You know, we could have taken advantage and walked in the dressing room or something during the game. We didn't. So anyway, and then we went out to do, uh, you know, you dress like a sumo wrestler in a big bubble and play soccer on the ice, which was so fucking surreal. It was wild because we get to, so we're out in the middle of the ice, 17,000 people go crazy. Uh, my only memories of that really are, are from playing a hockey game or a ball hockey game. Um, I did stand up once in front of four or five thousand, but I'd never been out entertaining that many people for a reason other than hockey. Not that I can really think of. So we're out there playing this soccer. So, you know, all the sights and sounds of playing hockey, pro hockey came back, (laughs) except we're out there playing sumo wrestling soccer. And I had cowboy boots on. We were just falling all over ourselves and I was half snapped. We didn't know that was going to happen. So anyway, we did it in the game. And not only that, we bet on the game. So I'm I'm not usually a big gambler, but I do bet on some sports and, you know, chiclets. I try to one or twice, once or twice a week, I'll listen to RA or Merle's give their take and I'll follow them with a bet because I want to stay on top of what they're doing. They're a part of the, I'm part of the extended chiclets family. And, you know, I don't mind betting here and there, but I know myself, I don't have like an addiction for gambling. If I go to a casino, eh. I didn't really I can walk through it without gambling. But if I start losing, then I've that's the problem. I gotta try to make it up in my head. That's why I don't do it a lot. But you know, a game at night or something, you know. So on that particular game, I put down fifty bucks. I think the boys had five hundred and down or something, but but everything came in. So I had Penguins to win by two, Crosby to score, Gensel to get a point. I think I had Crosby to get two points, Gensel to get a point, and I uh I also had Montreal the night before over uh, Toronto, was it? So anyway, I won about 450 bucks from 50. And I'm, you know, I think they won 4,500 or 5,000 from 500. Again, just some of the people, there was all kinds of people from Barstool there. I don't know what every fucking single person bet, but let's say we all won because we all went with chicklets. We all went with Merle's and fuck it. We, we, we had, we had Seven minutes in. It was 3-0 nothing. seven minutes in. Everything I just said came true. But, you know, we just had to wait it out that the Penguins win by two, but they were playing Arizona State Coyotes. So the game was never really in doubt. And Crosby looked like a man amongst boys at 36 years old, is he? And anyway, we go down afterwards, guys. We go down afterwards. And now I'm like, this shit's real. We're going down. We wait in the alumni room after the game. We got a couple of beers there. And there's nobody in there, right? It's so far after the game because we were in the box till the rink cleared out drinking beers. So by the time we get down to the, uh, the alumni room, you know, we're just sitting in there kind of kicking it. I'm waiting. I, know I, I can't. I, I think it's unrealistic that Crosby's even going to be there still. But anyway, they finally go, come on, guys. And we go in the room. So we walk into the room, and I'll tell you exactly what happened in the room. Now we're almost two full hours after the game ended now. Game one, the NHL season. Jeff Petrie walks out. I don't know Jeff Petrie. Um, The boys did. Um, I just said hi. And he he went on. Now, there's two people left. Who do you think they were? Malkin and Crosby. And Malkin's just out of the shower, put his shit on, Lehman. And Crosby is actually still in his underwear going at his sticks, taping his sticks, doing some stretches, whatever. I'm sure probably riding the bike before I got there. And he just had three points in this, what's it? His 18th year in the NHL and still so eager to play hockey. I mean, imagine me after listening to this fucking podcast for 125 episodes, more like 200, really, uh, And being speechless. And I was speechless. Because he said hi to the boys. There was only what you see in the pictures, that's what was there. That was it. I didn't even see any trainers or anything. It was just a fan, no music, no nothing. And Malkin and Crosby. And it was the boys had played with Malkin. He didn't speak much English. Right? So it was wild from that point of view. So they're having a conversation with their buddy that now can articulate what he wants to them. So they're having a great laugh. So Sid's looking there and I went over and I said, you know, Sid, you don't know meet know me, but I said I uh I I, I play ball hockey with your good buddy Mark Tobe. And I said, I, I also went in the first round from I'm, I'm from Newfoundland and you know I almost said it apologetically because I know how much t- many times this guy must get hounded. And fuck he goes, I know who you are, Terry. He said, uh, yeah, how's your, how's your dad doing? I went, whoa, what? And he said something about Penny Lane. And, and you know, I'm like, what the fuck? Now, this is the thing. Years ago, when my book came out, my first book, Tales of a Round Nothing, I did send him one. I never thought it would get to him. And I wrote on the inside of it from one first rounder to another, uh, you know, maybe someday you'll have your own book too, Sid, <laughs> which, I mean, he's probably had a fucking thousand. Um, but anyway, and I guess he got a kick out of it. Now, this is funny i couldn't remember what i wrote in that and i was like why you know who i am and he goes yeah you gave me that book he goes i love the caption on the inside by the way i love the way you 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 personalized it thanks and then we got talking his sid's uncle robbie forbes is one of my you know i i talk about the newfoundland senior league but it really was it was a well-oiled professional semi-professional league For much of its existence and probably the most in the 1980s when i watched crosby's uncle robbie forbes look him up on hockey tv played like like wherever he played this would have like two and three points a game just a complete legend point a game in the queue and after that wherever he went university senior hockey pro in europe and and he kind of just played another four or five years after but Anyway, I, I watched him play for the Cornerbrook Royals. I believe they won the Allen Cup. I didn't see that happen. That was on the mainland. But I watched here, and he was the uh I, I mean he was the best player in the Newfoundland Senior League, and that really was saying something back then. Cornerbrook had him and a guy named Dan Cormier, and in my mind and a lot of other people's, they were the two best. But a legend in Cornerbrook, if Robbie Forbes went to Cornerbrook right now, he would be given the red carpet treatment this many years later. That was in the 80s. So anyway, I brought that up and he laughed and Crosby went on to, he, he said, and you know what, speaking of that, he goes, you know, Ryder and Chloe and Drukin and, and Purcell Pers- and Adam Party and he went down, he listed just off the top of his head, right down, right down to players now like Alex Newhook. You know, I, I, I suppose you would have I suppose it's not that odd, but I I was surprised that he named like eight NHLers from Newfoundland like the back of his hand, you know, and it means that to some degree, like arguably the best player of his generation. I mean, I know even now everybody goes with McDavid and I suppose it's time to pass that torch, but I just think Crosby's better than people even say he is now. He didn't land in the top 10 of that TSN rankings list. He's he's still Sidney Crosby. What did he have last year? Like 90 points or something. He started slow two years ago and I think three, they won the cut. Like, you know, like they're still good. This isn't Patrick Kane who's still got some game in him on a terrible team. Pittsburgh, I think might end up being pretty good this year. At least I got him picked to be. I don't see Crosby as showing many signs of slowing down and he plays two ways. Whenever I say Sidney Crosby, he plays two ways real hard. He throws hits. He's gritty. He's grindy. You know, I I don't know when it's going to shut down. Maybe it will be this year. But I haven't seen any signs of it. I watch a lot of Pittsburgh games. And let's just say he's my favorite player. Now, anybody that listens to this knows that. I'm not making that shit up. Sidney Crosby would be, you know, of all the players that I would have wanted to meet today, that was the one. With all due respect to McDavid, and hopefully someday... I get to meet him too. We're comparing greatness here. And I don't like to do that. I don't like to compare greatness because it means that whoever you deem less great is is some, it, it almost gives some kind of negative connotation. I fucking love Conor McDavid. Okay. But I watched Crosby win the Canada or the Olympics. I watched him win three Stanley Cups. He's from Cole Harbor, Nova Scotia. I think he's the most complete player of his era, probably ever, and, I, and I've i thought that for a long time. Okay? Now, i got a lot of players out there that I love, that I, I think are fucking awesome, that I can't wait to see what they do with their careers. Austin Matthews and Connor McDavid are one and two, in no particular order. But, fucking Sidney Crosby is still sit the kid. So anyway, and uh, I asked him for a picture, and I felt bad, because I had cowboy boots on, And he was wearing thin... I don't think he was wearing socks, but if he was, you know, the socks that he wears in his skates are are thin. It's not like he's wearing these thick winter socks or anything. Because I know that I'm an inch taller than him, but it looked like I was four inches taller. Um, So I kind of felt bad even posting it, but Sid's also the kind of guy that I don't think he'd give a fuck if people... You know, if an optical illusion that had to do with his height... I don't think... It makes him any less masculine or he would feel emasculated or anything. So I just didn't bring it up. I posted the picture because because the boys from Chicklets posted one as well. And I mean, those guys are tall. Here we are, like, Ryan Malone, Biz Nasty, Witter, Cros- like, they're all way taller than me. Six, three, six, four. And I'm sitting there with cowboy boots on and Crosby bare feet. But anyway... What a fucking guy. It was so great to meet him. Uh, and, you know, I'm not going to get into everything we talked about, but I talked to him for probably 20 minutes with nobody around. And honestly, I don't think like two minutes went by that in my head, I didn't go. Oh my God. I'm and that's so people ever wonder like where my head's at when it comes to hockey and fandom and everything. It was no different than Penny Lane meeting Christine Sinclair, who she loves soccer, favorite soccer player. Um, It was no different. Honestly, it was no different than meeting Guy Lafleur when I was 11. I swear to you, right now, that's the way I felt. I mean, I guess there was something different in that I was an adult. And I guess I had a beer in my hand. But other, other than that, other than that, okay, it was magical. It was a magic, magic moment. And thank you to Sid the Kid. For just making my universe a whole lot happier, and uh, Penny Lane knows what I think of Sid the Kid because I talk about him here at home. I talk her hair off about athletes in sports, and you know, what you're like, what kind of leaders are left, you know, that are old school, that really are, are they you know, for their teammates and not themselves, and you know, he's just the first one I always mention, and uh, so she, as soon as I posted it, she doesn't usually like repost my stuff, and she put that out on her story feed so i knew that she was like you know and i got home and she was like dad you met him i was like yeah you you know i did anyway it was great and the show listen it was fucking awesome i the, the i i i mean it was carnegie hall first of all now people say oh it's not the real carnegie hall no it is andrew carnegie's from pittsburgh there's a carnegie hall in new york that you might hear you know i don't know they do a lot of plays and operas and stuff but this was this goes back to the 1800s it's one of the first four Carnegie Halls, but it was the original Carnegie Hall because Andrew Carnegie, again, is from Pittsburgh. People thought I was making some shit up, but no, we were at the Carnegie fucking hall that, you know, I mean, I looked at the schedule. There was, the night before was a symphony and last week was some, I think it was Hamlet. It was a Shakespeare play of some sort. So that's the kind of thing that goes on. And we were firing beers up in the top deck. I mean, it was fucking wild. So, um, and again, even... Even at the game, going down to see Crosby, right? We, there was at, when we were at, going down to the alumni room. There was a thing on the and it said no media beyond this point. And sure enough, we just walk through, and they're doing their press or whatever they're doing. I mean, it must have been going on, and we just walk right by it. And I'm thinking, you know, there must be again members of the media for 30 years. What must they think when we just walk in, shotgun and beer, and just like walk in the dressing room like we own it? But I think it's a great thing about Chicklets that they actually played as well. I think that's part of it. But anyway, anyway, I had to add that. But when we got to the place, yeah, it was wild. And Brian Burke was coming on. I was kind of nervous there because I've never met Brian Burke. So we're downstairs before and the boys come out. I'm sure some of you listening saw me getting the boys fired up and like I was reading my phone. I wasn't reading it. I I was providing music because we had no speakers down there. And Biz came down and said, fire, you, do your thing you do before the games. Fire everybody up. So, I just, quick thought on my think. Like, when I do that before the game, then ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to beautiful Mount Pearl, Newfoundland for this. Game three of the National Ball Hockey Championships featuring Niagara, War Pigs versus York. Newfoundland, Black Horse, right now I'll go through and this game featuring, and then I'll get two. I'll feature two people and then I'll start in goalie. Plus, tonight's starting goalie is boom. And then I'll go, ladies and gentlemen, we have a tree for you this evening. Also featured in the game is 1995 NHL draft pick, Terry Ryan Jr. I always end with myself. And it's not always the NHL. I'll go like spelling bee champ or something I did in my life that's just stupid, or you know, on a much less lesser level or batting champ for the junior baseball championships in St. John's. 1994 95 whatever it might be right it's so i always end with myself that's that's the way i do it but i i usually have nicknames involved and in my head i got this in my head i have a storage unit for each part of <laughs> my pregame speeches so i had to i've never done one for that involved no game just a performance so I had to think quick on my feet, but that's what I was doing there. So I was playing rock and roll train on my phone and uh, it actually looks like I'm reading it, but now I'm, I'm just kind of going through in my head. And, uh, and I said, Ryan wizard, Whitney, and which sucks because Ray Whitney's name is wizard. And I didn't realize that I just try to go for alliteration, right? So it was easy. Ryan wizard, Whitney, Paul biz, nasty business. that was, the one was already there. Michael, Michael motorcycle, Grinelli, because the, the announcer for Pittsburgh, um, used to used to say that all the time after goals anyway that's where i was coming from so i got a lot of messages about that but anyway so everybody went on one at a time and for whatever reason i was last i didn't see that coming i was last so if the show was an hour and a half i I was an hour downstairs but i was down there we all kind of went out one by one so the last two in the room were me and brian burke so burke looks over at me and says hey you must be somebody (laughs) i laughed anyway and I told him, I go, eighth overall, 95. And then he he kind of went. He did a double take. He goes, wait, 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 wait. I got to know you then. <clears throat> and he didn't. And then I said, Terry Ryan. And then he goes, oh, okay. Then it took him a few minutes, but he filled in the blanks. And he did look, without getting into it, I, I told him a bit about my career. And I told him that Michelle Therrien was a little bit ignorant when he coached me. And, I, and he didn't seem surprised. I'm not going to put any words in Berkey's mouth but it was comforting that he knew that i wasn't making that up out of nowhere so we had a nice chat downstairs anyway he went on and the place went nuts and then you know about 10 minutes later that was it they called me out and i went out there guys and i didn't expect to see what i saw it was a packed carnegie hall we sold out in eight minutes by the way not a big deal and packed 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 and just yelling and cheering and I went into a couple stories. I told the Mike Merrill story. A lot of them knew that one, but they wanted me to tell it anyway. And then the, uh, my last shift ever story about Mike Cam Russell and everything that went along with that. And uh, it was fucking awesome. And where it was the last, um, you know, people were kind of jacked up and really energetic. And, you know, then you could hear the security behind us going, okay, there's no drinking now. No irresponsible drinking. And we were just firing taking beers and firing them into the crowd like firing them right up in the upper deck I was like this is fucking crazy and the people stuck around we got outside man and it was like visiting with a bunch of people from my hometown um, in, in that it was just a fluent conversation uh, we talked about hockey and and you know Shorzy and Chicklets and uh, my podcast and God just we talked about philosophy we talked about so much in that I didn't even make it out to the bar. That's what I was saying to you. It was, it was such an overwhelming experience. Yeah, I didn't even uh, make it to the bar. Um, we just, you know, we, we ate with some fans and we went to the Cheesecake Factory uh, where we knew there was going to be a, some food. It was late and there was some, some fans there as well. And we talked, talked hockey. And uh, the one thing we didn't talk was politics, but we, we, we all knew that we were from different sides of the fence. Like I often say on here, most people are somewhere comfortably in the middle. They really are, right? There's far left, there's far right. I think that's where the voices are now on social media, but most people are in the middle and can be talked to. It's only having a conversation, right? Basically, that's what it is. It's a conversation. And fuck, man, it was just a celebration of positive energy. And for that, I thank... All the guys with spit and chicklets, everybody that came out to see us. Um, my heart was touched. It's I'm humbled to be able to do this for a living. And I didn't expect to see what I would what I saw. Thank you to everybody. It was great meeting you, Bugsy Malone, Mike Grinnelli, uh, you know, and, and Biz Nasty, I know, and Whit Dog. I know you guys were real vocal in um, in having me involved. And uh I didn't know what people would think. I know, well, they're running the show. They're not though. There's a production team. And um, it was awesome. It was awesome to see everybody. And uh, Pasha, I hold you to that, by the way. I, I hope you come over to Newfoundland. We talked about that. RA had a great time. And uh, anyway, just just everybody involved. My heart was touched. I really appreciate it. It's good to be home. But uh, an awesome time in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania for Chicklets Live. If it all ends here, I would be a happy, happy person. But, but by it all, I mean. The Chiclet stuff. I'm going to keep going with this. I got I, don't don't take my word for that. I don't mean there's any reason for it to. I'm sure I'm going to do things again. I just mean that of everything I've done with Chiclets, that was moving. It was fulfilling. It was unexpected, and it brought goosebumps to my arms and tears to my eyes. Thank you to everybody involved. I hope I meet you all again somewhere in the future. And I wish you all positive energy and a fantastic year. Happy hockey season. Folks, I'll be back in a couple days with 125B, Brian Power. Thanks again to everybody involved, of course, to my trip to Pittsburgh. And I'll be back. And uh, let's say, let's say Thursday evening, Friday morning, I should have another episode for you. Folks, if you're in St. John's, Newfoundland, why, check, why not check out the Bull and Barrel, TJ's Pub, Greensleeves, the Rob Roy, and Trinity Pub, of course. Great uh, great trivia on Mondays at Trivia Pub. If you're going to go for a bite to eat, why not Merchant Tavern? Why not Blue on Water? And of course, Wedgwood Cafe at the end of Elizabeth Avenue. They're also available for catering. Just ask for my good buddy, Peter Wedgwood. True Hockey, take what's yours. Thanks, everybody. we be back in a couple days. Wish you all a great week. Catch you on the Rebound.